Blog Talk Radio. Special edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show, the CONCACAF Nations League semifinal USA versus Mexico postgame show, where the I, I cannot believe I'm going to say this. I cannot believe I'm actually going to say these words because it wasn't just a win. It wasn't just a victory. It wasn't just it was, you know, the, the typical hard-fought match. This was domination. This was, you know, basically going down the pitch and smashing them to pieces. This was drool city. This was something I never thought I would ever see against Mexico, against Mexico, regardless of who is in the technical area giving out tactics, regardless of who is on the pitch starting 11, coming off the bench, Regardless, this match was a thing of beauty, Picasso-like. B.J. Callahan, I apologize right off the bat. I apologize to you, sir. Because what we just witnessed here at Allegiant Stadium on the Vegas Boulevard what we saw was just unreal you know you know it's a fight you know it's a match where you got to be on your game and this match was more than them being on their game. We're coming to smash you. We're coming to thwart you. We're coming to pummel you. And we're coming to to just freaking destroy you. And you will like it. And even if you don't like it, we don't care. We are coming for you. And we want you to feel like the losers that you are. That was their mentality. That was their mindset. They actually went out there and did something I never thought they would do. Now, granted, it is Mexico. And granted, maybe Mexico is on the negative side of the talent as well as 
the managing, but falling apart, they did. I was never expecting that. And yes, they got frustrated because now they are number three. Canada and the United States are going to be fighting for one and two now. And I know what you're saying. We're going to be number one and we are number one, but you know that's going to be a different story when we get to the CONCACAF Nations League final on Sunday. But oh my God. Oh my God. What did we just witness here, ladies and gentlemen? What did we just witness here? You have your thoughts on this? You want to call in? The phone lines are open at 646-929-1823 for your thoughts, your opinions. If you want to be a part of this, you can come on in. We are here till 1.30 in the morning on the Eastern, Eastern time zone. Uh, we're here till 10.30 at night in the Pacific time zone. But what did we just see? What did we just witness? What did we just what, – what could we not believe? Full of flight – Fancy and free. We saw domination. And we'll get news of what we was of what's been going on through social media, through Twitter, Fox Sports, ESPN, Athletic, to that in a minute. But I want to talk about this match first. I never thought I would see the United States dominate the way that they did against their most hated rivals. What that was, was a thing of beauty. Jorge Sanchez could not mark Christian Pulisic. Jorge Sanchez, the defender, could And the two moments in the first half where, unfortunately, Pulisic skied the first shot off his right foot, but then makes a turn and buries it with his left in... The it made it one nil, and I'm thinking to myself here, this is a hell of a start, and what the hell is going on with Mexico and how they are defending here? Unreal scenes on the pitch, unreal moments, seeing Mexico being thwarted and being run over. They were being trampled by this U.S. men's national team. You, you couldn't say this. You could never say this. But they were. They did. I was flabbergasted. But I was loving it. I was enjoying it. And I know most of you were too. And then, then the second half began. And as soon as Mexico couldn't do a thing when they kicked off, here comes the U.S. 
Weston McKenney springs Tim Weah down the far sideline, springs him, and Weah is on the attack. Here comes Polisic down the middle of the pitch. There's that beautiful move by Weah to go inside the area of Mexico. Beautiful cross, and there's Polisic burying the second goal of the match to make it 2-0. Dos Acero, and my God. You never thought they'd score a goal within the first five minutes. Hell, you never thought they'd score a goal in the first first two sec the first two minutes of a match, or either half. What we are seeing right now is a team that is clicking on all cylinders. These players, cylinders. They dominated. They really, really dominated. And then when Mexico just couldn't handle it, what happened? They started the kicking. They started the fouling. They really got into the faces. And all they're going to say is, well, if I'm not going to do anything for Mexico, well, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to take out some of these players so they don't play in the final. The frustrations overcame, and they intentionally went out to injure our players, and they intentionally went to find a way to kick them out of the match so they don't play in the final on Sunday, officially now against Canada this coming Sunday on Father's Day. And look, our guys should have been better at this. They should have been, and they fell for it. And sadly for Weston McKenney, he got the red card. Unfortunately for Serginio Dest, he too got the red card. Both sides got two players sent off, straight reds, and they finished nine versus nine. Unbelievable. Un- un- unbelievable. I- I- I'm just... It's excitement, and it's stunning at the same time that this this is what we have been wanting. This is what we have been hoping for. Possibly. Possibly. Not now. Obviously, it's not going to happen now. But is this possible? That in some way, somehow, in the future, we might have our future head coach for the national team after the debacle happened during the match off the pitch. And we'll get to that debacle in mere moments, but I still want to talk about the match because – you know, we, we're happy about what we saw. We're excited about what we saw here. Now, granted, it's going to be a different story on Sunday because, let's be honest, Sunday is definitely a different. B.J. Callahan will be matching up tactically against John Hurden, who I feel right now is 10 million times better 
than B.J. Callahan and the opponent that B.J. Callahan managed against because this is now officially the biggest slap in the face on the Federation of Mexican Football. The FMF is now embarrassed. They know that it's not about the red cards. It's not about how the players played so much, but it's the way they played. And I'm not talking about baiting American players into cards and injuries and sending offs. No. They are in deep, deep trouble. Mexico on the national team are in big deep trouble regardless of what they do on Sunday against Panama they are in deep trouble and now the question is going to be asked about the Gold Cup and now the question is going to be asked about next summer's Copa America and then questions on the next Gold Cup in 2025 and then the World Cup itself in 2026. Because right now, folks, right now, it is on, it, it's just an unmitigated disaster. It is an unmitigated disaster of what we are seeing here for Mexico. It is such an unmitigated disaster for Mexico that I'm telling all of you right now, this is the worst of the worst that I have seen them. And now the question is this. Did Tata Martino truly push them back big time? And now the question is this. Is Liga MX a danger to these players playing their club football at home domestically? Is it now in peril? Is it? Because the comforts of home sometimes can be a detriment. It can be. And now we are seeing our side, the fruits of their labor, showing us, without a doubt, we have improved. The World Cup is a different kettle of fish because I'm not going to go there just yet. But at this point in time, right now, the U.S. men's national team is looking pretty damn good. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen on Sunday against Canada. But boy, oh boy, what we are witnessing here, what we are witnessing right now, is a national team that is on the rise. And let me just say this, and and I want to be clear about this. I want to be extra, extra clear about this, okay? We can no longer point the finger of blame at MLS for those of you who are anti-MLS. Yes, 
they get the boost playing in Europe. We understand that. In Major League Soccer, the start of a career, and, the, and, it, le- and it leads to the national team, is where we are hoping our future stars move forward into and continue that in Europe. We can no longer ignore what MLS has done because MLS allows our players to move ahead and move abroad so that they can be a part of the national team. It's great if if our players can jump straight to Europe. Dilvo, coming to Major League Soccer and starting your career at MLS is the pathway to get to not only the youth national teams, but the pathway to be noticed by the year. Our players can do well in Europe in the big leagues, but the truth is it doesn't even matter if it is in the big four nations. It could be in France. It could be in Croatia. It could be in Romania, Hungary. It could be in Montenegro. It could be in Sweden, in Norway, even in Russia, if we ever do have players that go there. It can still even be in Israel because it does not matter because the entire continent of Europe is good enough. I'm not talking about the national team levels of some of these countries who are terrible national team-wise. But for club football, it can be a special thing. And you know what it helps them do? If they get recognized, if our players get recognized playing in leagues that are not in the top four of Europe, they get recognized so that the clubs in the top four, top five, you want to call France, that's fine – They can be selected to play for those clubs in the top four to five leagues in the continent of Europe. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't assume it's minor league outside the top four. It's still Europe. You will still have your minnows in Europe, but for club football, it can be something special. Because you never know, you never, ever know when one of our players that plays of Europe finally get that opportunity to go to either England, Spain, Italy, Germany, France. we, We cannot laugh it off. We can't. We cannot. And then the third goal by Pepe, onside. I know originally called off because it looked like he, you know, from the far side assistant, he probably thought it was off. But on the replay, you saw him on. VR contacts the referee and Ivan Barton. And he says, yep, that's a good goal. You have it. It's 3-0. Tres, etc. Frace Acero. You never thought you'd say that. I never thought you could say Dos Acero in the 46th minute. 
fantastic work by Dest and Ricardo Pepe to convert that goal. Fantastic pass. Great job by Pepe to stay completely onside. And a great finish to go around Ochoa. And Vegas was filled with mayhem. Our looked brilliant. They looked committed. They were hungry. They said, we want to con- keep our championship. We don't care how minor this trophy is. We're going to keep it, and we're going to dominate you. You're our rivals, and we're going to take you down. That mentality was unbelievable. That mentality by our players was unreal. Everyone worked well. Balogun, he got his first taste of what it's like to be in a CONCACAF match. The battle against Mexico, the El Clasico. And now, after that victory, after that performance, after that result, it's time for this national team to now step forward and dominate. Have ways to go. And I'm not saying that to be negative, and I'm not saying to hold back your opinions or to make you think, well, why are you still holding back? The truth of the matter is this. CONCACAF, right now, as we speak, is ours for the taking, and the U.S. men's national team for the taking. Right now, Canada has plethora of talent as well, and it's getting better. Don't ignore them. Don't assume they're not. And don't believe that it's a piece of cake because it won't be. Canada has shown they are now capable of doing some damage. Just remember that. But when you get to the Copa America in 2024, depending on who we get drawn with, you still got to face Argentina. You got to face Brazil. You got to face Uruguay, Colombia. And when you get to the World Cup, you need to make sure ever you're going to run in, But to make a run for that little golden trophy at the end of that tournament. Because we got to get out of that round of 16. CONCACAF is ours. This match, in my opinion, proves it. CONCACAF is ours. CONCACAF is now child's play. It's the rest of the globe 
is where we have to worry about. And now, speaking about that, now we move on to the next issue. During the match on social media, especially through Twitter, from Paul Tenorio of The Athletic, a deal is imminent that the U.S. The U.S. soccer is going to bring back Greg Berhalter. And now the stupidity of U.S. soccer is complete. The pathetic, the pathetic way bringing back Greg Berhalter to this national team. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. And it is a mistake. It is probably the worst mistake U.S. soccer has ever made. It's not so much the mistake that Greg Berhalter is not a national team head coach, but for the whole situation to happen between himself, Gio Reyna, and Claudio and his wife, the entire situation that we just went through. You know what? I probably would have just said, make Anthony Hudson the head coach permanently. We just spent six, seven months of nothing of nothing looking for a head coach and all of a sudden you went back to Greg Berhalter are we that desperate to bring in Berhalter or are we that cheap to hire a proper head coach to be a national team manager because now you're bringing him back and you're going to allow him to fracture the locker room again. He was ready to go to club America. He was ready to take that job until you called him and begged him to come back. You at Soccer House in Chicago, you, U.S. Soccer, should be ashamed of yourselves. Am just flabbergasted and so sadly disappointed in what we have witnessed tonight off the pitch. It is unbelievable what you have done. You panicked. You panicked and begged him to come back, and he said, sure. I'll do it. What's going to happen now? I mean, be grateful there are no World Cup qualifiers because Greg Berhalter can't do anything away from home soil. 
He is not tactically smart enough on the national team level in use to screw things up to start the match. And then he has to fix it at half. Starts well at the start of the match. And then he has to screw it up at half. His substitutions are terrible. He relies too much on some of the players that don't deserve to be on that national team. His tactics are not what should be on display. I am just upset. I am disappointed. You have let down every single American soccer fan for this national team. And now you're going to ruin it by bringing Greg back. I wouldn't even be surprised if they tell B.J. Callahan that this Sunday is his last match and that Burhalter will start the Gold Cup. I will not be shocked if that happens. And granted, someone's going to say to me, well, you know, this is Matt Crocker's fault. Uh, Matt Crocker got desperate. I don't think Matt Crocker got desperate. I think Matt Crocker got shoved to the wayside and was told, no, we're going to bring Greg back. We're going to bring Greg back. We don't care what you say. Your, your search is over. We're bringing back Greg Berhalter, and that's the end of it. I, I mean, I, I am just flabbergasted that once again, U.S. soccer just wants to be mediocre. They want to just be mediocre. They claim they, you know, we want to be the best in the world. But once again, you're bringing over a manager who does not know how to be tactically competent on the international level. He is a manager in the club game that can't get out of his own shadow, cannot get out of his own way. And Greg Berhalter, once again, is going to put this national team in harm's way. And when we do qualify out of the group stage in the World Cup, we're going to get destroyed tactically in the round of 16. Again, I am sorry. You can celebrate this victory against Mexico all you want. I know I am, but it's basically tempered back because of the stupidity of the board of directors of U.S. soccer. Hell, it could be Matt Crocker that is probably going to be forced to say all the things he has to say to defend the U.S. soccer. 
I am just upset. Because when you see what happened tonight against your biggest rivals, when you see that performance against Mexico, when you see that, you see brilliance, greatness, flashing lights in front of your eyes. You see silverware in your future. You see that little golden trophy ready to go. And then you get brought back to reality because U.S. soccer does not know when to hire a proper manager or they're frugal on the money aspect of the contract. Patrick Vieira, I think he would have been an excellent uh, manager for the U.S. men's national team. He knows MLS. He's managed NYCFC before, Vieira. I mean, Thierry Henry, he would have been an interesting pick. I wouldn't have minded him as a national team manager. Jesse Marsh, officially from his uh, agent, Ron Waxman, has said that Jesse Marsh is not uh, a candidate anymore for the men's national team job. And you know what? It's a sh- I kind of knew he probably wouldn't take it because of the stupidity that's been going on inside U.S. soccer. I, you know, I, I mean, Anthony Hudson, you should have just kept him. You should have just kept Anthony Hudson. I thought maybe maybe you should bring back Dave Sarakin, who's no longer uh, manager, you know, head coach of Puerto Rico on their national team, who got them into the Gold Cup preliminaries through their uh, Nations League group stage matches. Back Dave Sarakin. But this is a joke. This is and I am not happy. Social media is not happy. Should I say U.S. Men's National Team Twitter is not happy? You know, I tried my best not to believe, well, what if Berhalter gets rehired no matter what? You know, I didn't think that was going to happen. I I, I said to my – you know, I'm trying to convince everyone, look, look, they're not going to do this after what happened between him, between Greg and the Reynas. You can't do that. You can't do this. You cannot bring him back after all that crap happened, ladies and gentlemen. They are that dumb, and they are that stupid, and they brought him back. I am just flabbergasted. I am flabbergasted. I am upset. It's sad. And now this brilliant victory is tempered back. You may be happy with the result, 
you may be happy with the performance, but the crap going on behind the scenes, you're very, very disappointed. You are very, very disappointed. I I, I don't know how much more I can say this. I mean, I know how much you guys are feeling. I know how much you guys are upset. But I'm telling you right now, this is, this is a disgrace. This is an absolute disgrace. I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know uh, how to describe it. But it, it's just an absolute disgrace. I am upset. I it's just terrible. I am just I I I am just flabbergasted. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care. It is just disheartening. It's just disheartening, and I am very, very upset by this. But what are you going to do? You know, that, that's how this whole thing works. This is how this whole thing works. And uh, it's just a shame. It's just an absolute god-awful shame. So we're just going to wrap it up tonight. But once again, a masterful performance by the U.S. men's national team. They did what they had to do. Not so much they did what they had to do. They completely destroyed Mexico 3-0. They were the better side. They will face Canada this Sunday, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on Paramount Plus app, streaming only on Paramount Plus app and the Paramount Plus website. And uh, then follow me here for post-match between uh, the United States and Canada. And they unfortunately will be without Serginho Dest and Weston McKinney for the final as they both got straight red cards in their melee involving uh, certain things that they shouldn't have done in the first place. Uh, My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Talk to you guys on Sunday night. Uh, Maybe it might be a special show this coming Friday, but we'll see what happens. I'll try and maybe get something done. Um... We'll probably get something done sometime tomorrow night or maybe after the weekend. But thank you very much for listening to me tonight. Take care so long and bye-bye for now.